Hello everyone and welcome to episode 25 of the Artful Athlete podcast. I don't know about you, but I love a good story. A story where I can feel I can connect and engage with its characters, where there's trials, defeats, redemption, heartbreak, triumph, loss, mystery. Yes, in short, I, I like stories. But it's not just their content and quotes or rewrites that I love. It's the language they're told in. You see, before doing this, the, the podcasting, the performing, the coaching, many moons ago, I trained as a linguist where I dove into the language tree of the world. I'm telling you more about this in the blog this week if you're interested. There's something both scientific and almost mystical about looking at languages. They each have their own geography, both in the syntax and more linguistic part of the language, but more importantly to me, in the realm of pronunciation. Because you don't pronounce Chinese in the same part of the mouth and throat as you would do for Italian, for instance. There is something unique to each of those languages in, in sound, in posture, in emotions and in expression too. Because the language is influenced by the everyday and the culture in which it exists. So on one hand, we have the sound existing languages, which are the ones you can hear. But then you also have all the ones you can touch and see. Look at sign language, for instance. You've got pigeon signed English language, French sign language, British sign language, Auslan, to name just a few. They each are expressed not through the mouth, but through manual articulations and combined with non-manual elements. But they also have their own grammar and lexicon because they are languages and abide by their own set of rules. And then you have the languages you can see and feel. They're often silent and yet they speak volume. They're made of gestures, movement or absence of movement. You can observe it daily in the people around you, in their stance, their posture, the way they walk or sit still. And then you have a version of that language, one that creatives, athletes, movers and creators have devoted their time, their hearts and bodies to. In dance, in performance, fights, photography, painting, pottery and even cookery. Why am I telling you all this? Well, because you can't talk about stories or tell a story without thinking about the language and the way you're going to present it to people. Without talking about the language you'll be using to present and share it with the world. And now that we've done so, let me ask you this. What's your language of choice? Now, the answer to this could simply be your mother tongue. It's a completely valid response. But is it the language that allows you to express yourself the most? That's what I'm asking. Which language do you feel enables you to share who you are as a person, what your story is with the world, with your friends, loved ones, colleagues, audience, etc., whoever you're talking to? And it could well be something that we wouldn't necessarily describe as a language. It could be in the way that you train, in the dishes you cook, in the way you dance or in the text you write. And then, whether it is in the written, the gestured, or the spoken realm, what is the dominant quality of the words you use? Is it 
kind of ethereal or more down to earth? Are you using imageries and comparisons? If you take your time and give yourself the time to ask yourself those questions, you'll find what I like to call the genius zone in expression a lot quicker. And it also gives you the opportunity to look at all the fields you could explore. It doesn't mean changing the way you express yourself. It means looking at what you already use and look at what you haven't tried yet. I'll let you think upon that. Now, why did we talk about languages and expression before talking about stories? Why am I not giving you a breakdown on how to tell a story? Well, because I personally feel you already know how they're made. You've read books, you've seen movies, plays, ballets, TV shows, you've probably watched competitions, and if you're like me, played a few video games. But these could only come into being and be told, shared with you because of you, because of us, because we're all stories in the end. We're the story and its teller. We're the main actor taking on different roles. We're the hero, the villain sometimes, the love interest or the lover, the family member, the comic relief even. Stories, I feel, are important because, because they help us escape, run away from our reality for a while. They stir something in us, allow us to see and perhaps also acknowledge certain emotions or memories, show us a way to process them. They invite us to look back to our own lives and experiences and to perhaps show us how to move on, how to let go, or even how to stand up and carry on. They're a way for us to share parts of our soul with the world. They're a way to maybe accept what we have been and embrace what we could be. A way for us to embrace vulnerability and therefore get closer to truth and honesty. Stories bring us peace and release and allow us to play make-believe too. When we're engaged and deeply connected with a story, it doesn't matter how many pages it's written on or how many hours that audiobook has or that film has or that game has. When you're in it, you're in it. Stories are here to fuel our imagination, yes, to give us the opportunity to dream and learn. But don't they give us energy too? Are there stories you've experienced that have left you pumped, motivated, ready to take on the world? Are there stories that have left you dreaming, hoping, nostalgic, perhaps sad even? There's definitely also stories that have put you to sleep too and got you bored. We all know some, and it's okay to admit this. Some stories have made us quit that book, turn off that telly, go for a walk, stop that audiobook. It's part of life. From the point of view of the narrator, Stories are a way to share a learning, a discovery, an understanding of some kind. It's a way to warn, to encourage, to invite. And to bring it to a more 21st century issue, why do you think so many marketers turn towards storytelling courses? Because we love that stuff. Because we connect to whatever so-and-so have tried and tested. It's relatable. Stories help us relate to event, objects, people, and so on, etc., we identify, we feel seen and represented through those. And then, as mentioned earlier, they're also a way to perhaps let go. Sharing what you've been through and experienced is a form of release. 
some stories are heavy to carry, and sharing it with a few people or through a creative platform can help reduce the weight lying on your shoulders. To be vulnerable, inducing release and emotional freedom, giving you the possibility to heal, to see and be seen, and to move on. Stories help keep people, places and things alive. They have the power to immortalize, but also to destroy. They preserve traditions, cultures and figures, help grow, fuel and raise myths, tales which are passed down from one generation to the next. They're important to us because we learn from and through them, because we experience and process life every day in our own way. And the language, the method or creative means you'll use to share and narrate it will reflect the way you and we connect to life and to ourselves. And that's also applicable when you're on the receiving end of a story. And then finally, and perhaps obviously, stories are also a way to let loose, to unleash some of that playful creativity we all had as children. And sadly, it's not something that was always cultivated or encouraged to keep growing up. Stories are a way to rekindle with that playfulness you had as a child a way to invite your imagination back in. And it's funny, well, in my eyes it is anyway, because that's what we'll talk about in next week's episode. Playfulness and cartoon voices, that's what I've called it. Why? Well, I guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out. But before I sign off, just a couple of things to let you know. In February, I'll be sharing three brand new breathworks on Instagram over at thelodge.space. I'll keep you posted closer to the time as to when they'll be released. And in other news, my new voice, mentoring and relaxation packages, including breathwork and laochi treatment. So head over to theartfulathlete.co.uk to have a look and don't hesitate to get in touch. Meanwhile, have a lovely day wherever you are and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs>